The words of the Lord are pure words, as silver tried in a furnace of earth, purified seven times. Thou shalt keep them, O Lord, thou shalt preserve them from this generation forever. For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth in bud, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I send it. Welcome to another program with Truths to Live By, a ministry of Harriman Baptist Tabernacle in Harriman, Tennessee. You're listening to Brother Benjamin Cooley. I pray we would be a blessing to you today. With our Bibles open to 1 Corinthians chapter number 11, we begin our reading today with verse 23 after a word of prayer. Our Father, Lord, I come now in Jesus' name, and I thank you for this open Bible which I have before me, the precious Word of God, preserved for me in English, in our beloved authorized version, even the King James Bible. Thank you for giving it to me, giving it to us. Lord, help us to live by it. Help us to learn from it. Help us to lean on it. Help us to love it more and more as the days go by. Give free course to your word. Help me to preach it in power and unction from on high. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. 1 Corinthians 11, verse 23, Paul says, For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you. So now we begin looking at the Lord's table. Paul has already discussed the proper authority in the church. He is now dealing with proper acknowledgement in the church. God gave them a message through Paul, as they received reproof and rebuke for the manner and motives of the assembly concerning the Lord's Supper, they were to receive this message and refrain from despising the church of God and get things back into proper perspective, obeying God's order for headship and now the ordinance of the Lord's table. And so now Christ leaves them a memorial through Paul to acknowledge. Paul says, I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you. 
So we're looking now at the memorial of the master. It's called by some communion or the Lord's table or the Lord's supper. And I believe it's very fitting to call it the Lord's table for he was the first one to administer it and therefore is the one who has authorized it. And so we see the authority for this table. It is received of the Lord. And then Paul says, I have delivered it unto you. It is delivered to the local church. But now notice the atmosphere for the Lord's table. Verse 23 continues, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. Think of the atmosphere that night. The same night our Lord was betrayed, he took bread, he broke bread, he blessed bread, and then he took the cup. Oh, I believe we enter into holy ground as Paul gives us what Christ gave him concerning the institution of the Lord's table for it was just prior to our Lord's death for our sins, just before he was betrayed. An atmosphere of holiness, of seriousness, Christ loving us, dying for us, breaking the bread, giving the cup. This leads us now to the arrangement for the Lord's table. Notice verse 24 and 25. We see the occasion with our Lord Jesus. Then in verse number 26, we see the ordinance in the local church. The body of the Lord was to be broken. Verse 24, and when he had given thanks, he break it and said, take, eat. This is my body which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. It is a memorial. And here we remember substitution, which comes through Christ's broken body on the tree. Listen to what Jesus said and what Paul is saying here. He's not teaching transubstantiation. He's illustrating that the giving of the body and blood of Jesus upon the cruel cross of Calvary was to be for us. He said, this is my body, which is broken for you. It was broken in order to accomplish the redemption of mankind. Not only the body of the Lord was to be broken, but the blood of the Lord was to be shed. Verse 25, After the same manner also he took the cup, when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye, as oft as ye drink it, in remembrance of me. Here, we remember redemption through Christ's blood. Listen to what Jesus said. Learn what Jesus said. He is speaking of his own blood. 
which was to be shed drop by drop, poured out upon the altar, and then placed and sprinkled on the mercy seat in heaven to make propitiation for the sins of the whole world. His body was broken, his blood was shed. This we must remember when we break the bread and drink the cup in the matter of the Lord's table in the public assembly and worship of the saints. Again, I believe we are on holy ground when we partake of the Lord's table. Not only the occasion with our Lord, Paul looks back to that night in which he was betrayed. When he took bread, when he took the cup, he gives us what our Lord said. He gave thanks and said, when he had supped, saying, let us hear what he said. Let us learn what he said. And now, verse 26, it's just all summed up. And the ordinance in the local church, we have the when, we have the what, we have the why. He said, for as often, there's the when. You don't have to do it every Sunday, or you can do it every Sunday. Do it once a quarter. Do it every fifth Sunday. Do it once a month. Do it twice a year. For as often as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, there's the what. When? Often. What? Eat this bread. Drink this cup. We go back to our Lord's example in the gospel because it is mentioned here as this bread and this cup. Matthew 26, we come with unleavened bread and the fruit of the vine and not fermented wine. Unleavened bread is used for leaven is a type of sin and false doctrine throughout the scripture. Leaven is nowhere supposed to be in the life of any local church. 1 Corinthians 5, that leaven of sin. Galatians 5, that leaven of false doctrine. When, what, and why? He says, for as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, ye do show the Lord's death till he come. Here's the why. As we keep this ordinance of the Lord's table in loving obedience to our Lord Jesus, we show at least two things, what we declare and what we desire. We are declaring that the death of Christ was for our sins as we look back and remember his death upon the cross. And then we are desiring his dominion, even the dominion of Christ, as we look forward to his return upon the earth. Oh my, even so come, Lord Jesus. Thus we see the memorial of the master. Now look with me to the manner of the members. All right. Verses 27 through 34, the Lord's Supper is to be taken with reverence. In verse 27, wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. We must receive the bread and cup. We must remember the body and blood of the Lord in a worthy manner. 
believers must examine themselves. Let us be worthy as we take, meaning in our manner. The worthiness is not in and of ourselves, but in the manner in which we partake of the Lord's table. And of course, to do so is to receive damnation to ourselves. This, of course, is judgment. God will perhaps bring about physical weakness, a sickness, or even death if we continue in an unworthy manner and partake of the Lord's Supper. So we'll close off there today and remember to receive God's ordinance of communion with a reverence in your heart and in your mind as you remember that Jesus died for your sins and is soon coming again. We thank you for making this ministry a part of your day. And in closing, we want to point you to the words of our Lord in Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4. He answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And truly, it is written. God's word, every word, presents us with truths to live by. You've been listening to Brother Benjamin Cooley. Please send all correspondence to Truths to Live By, P.O. Box 575, Harriman, Tennessee, 37748. Or you can email us at bmarkcooley at gmail.com. And finally, brethren, pray for us.